support and I'm also grateful for your emails. Please continue to send them at T-A-L-A-I-B-R-A 8888 at gmail.com. I'm I'm a very small podcast (laughs) so I do get to read your emails. I'm not bombarded by them so feel free to send them if you have any questions or if you want to tell me your story and I can use it for a source of inspiration for the next episode. Uh, but whatever it is, please, I, I would love your contribution. It really inspires me to see where you guys are at today. And I know that it just helps confirm for me that I'm not alone and you're not alone either. So it's a double exchange in energy. So let's exchange some energy. Send it my way. All right. Today is going to be a very interesting Uh, topic that really is generated from one of our fellow listeners. And we'd like to definitely thank him for his contribution today. He asked about communication. He stated that he was confused how communication needs to be approached in relationships. And he's talking about verbal communication predominantly. He's read multiple books, self-help books on communicating with gender-specific accommodations like men are from Mars and women are from Venus types of books, as well as other books that maybe suggest whether each person has a specific communication style and we have to learn people's styles of communication in order for us to communicate with clarity with them. I think, in, in my opinion, and this is only my opinion, all these books have truths in them. But they're not the whole truth. And keeping that in mind helps us really approach communication with balance. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be one thing that cures it. But I think that I wanted to kind of give a a shortcut today on really understanding how to communicate with clarity. We want to learn today what communication is and what it is not. Because we do definitely get confused in relationships on what communication can do. And once we get really grounded on that, I think from that place you can add and modify and really strengthen your ability to communicate with clarity in a relationship. But before I start all that, I want to make sure that you understand the definition of communication when I'm talking about it today, in the in the context of it today, which would be communication that is verbal and it's really meant to help us express our wants and needs in relationships. So the first thing I want to talk about when it comes to relationships, and I'm really getting into the topic right away, huh? although I do want to give you an update on my garden in my backyard, my desert garden. It is turning pretty good, turning pretty good. I'm amending soil, if anybody knows what that is, because I just barely learned it. Uh, but what that basically means is we have clay soil here in the state I am in, Texas, and this clay soil will suffocate the plants. They cannot breathe in it because it's not it's not conditioned. It's very hard soil, so there are no roots that are able to grow from that. So we have to actually condition the soil and amend it in order for it to be planted uh, properly and for the plants to grow and not suffocate. So I've been amending some soil, people. Okay. 
That's that's the update on, on my backyard. And I'm, I'm learning a lot about how to amend soil. I'm not saying it's turning out terrific here, but I'm learning as I go. I'm making little flower beds here and there. They're kind of scattered, <laughs> but I'm experimenting with how to amend soil because I really want to use the clay soil here to, to make something grow. I'm really excited about this idea to see how this will work out. I guess it's a personal thing for me. It's curiosity, definitely. <laughs> okay, let's go back to communication. First, I want to talk about communication as in balanced or off balance. To understand what a balanced relationship is, we have to understand that it starts from the beginning. Two people get into a relationship and they pick each other based on a need, right? And of course, that need, depending on how much work they've done on themselves, that will be able to determine whether they communicate clearly to the other person. Because let's say I have low self-confidence, I may not present a really good impression of the way I want to communicate. I might be very reserved in my communication because I don't want to be judged. On the other hand, it can be another extreme where I am really overconfident and, uh, you know, tipping in the narcissistic path here where I basically take over. I use communication for my own selfish needs. It's, it's just to, to communicate what I, what I want and need. And that's it. And sometimes it is used for other things too, to manipulate and all that good stuff. But we'll talk about that later. But first talking about balanced relationships, when they start, it really is more authentic. Two people are talking to one another. So even if they have a different temperament, they're able to communicate with safety. That's number one, without the fear of being judged because they accept themselves. A lot of the times when we communicate with another person that accepts themselves too, they, they don't have anything to prove. There's no pride that steps forward and makes itself known in that relationship or speaks for the person. It's really about the person talking directly. And so they communicate in whatever way. It doesn't matter what the temperament is. It doesn't matter what the gender is. The person that really accepts themselves will tend to communicate with clarity. They'll communicate their boundaries. They'll communicate without the fear, right? They're, or with the fear, but they'll still communicate the boundaries. What else? They will work through or pass the fear of fear of being judged. And so they'll still kind of present the image that really is more authentic than themselves. They'll present it to that person and wait till the chips fall as they may. That's what really balanced communication look like. Two people meeting this way, they end up having great conversations. There's no pressure. There's no, I'm trying to make you see me in a certain way. I'm trying to impose my baggage on you. There is no creating a dynamic that's where one person is hurt and the other one isn't. Usually two people in that relationship can be heard safely with non-judgment. Also, a big characteristic of you know secure communication in a relationship or balanced communication in a relationship is that both people tend to have flexibility in their roles in the discussion, in the communication. So for example, uh, if I were to talk about you know paying certain bills with my partner and my partner says, well, Tala, and we have to put these two together and this would probably be a better idea, you know, then I would have to compromise what I believe uh, or what I think 
for this other situation if it appears to sound really good. So what I mean is that if the other person really has a great idea, I'm, I'm willing to accommodate that idea. It's not about pride. Again, it's not about being right. It's not about following my ego and like, no, I'm, we're going to do it this way. That does not happen in a balanced relationship. It is very much flexible. People in, in, that type of relationship are flexible in their communication. Like one time I'm able to compromise. The other person might be able to compromise. It's not, it's not a tug of war. I hope I, I made that a little bit clear and I didn't confuse you. <laughs> okay. So this is the, the, this provides more clarity and balance in the communication. People in that relationship are, are secure with one another. They're secure with themselves first, which is the impression they give them, they give each other in the beginning of that relationship when they're meeting. And later on, they use that same pattern of communication and respect back and forth in that relationship, which is why it works for a long time. And believe it or not, even after that relationship is over, more than likely, they are going to remain with really good communication skills. They're going to communicate well with one another because they had it to begin with. So it's never really a fight in that area. So now that leads me to how off-balance relationships or communication starts in the beginning. And usually this is about all about really presenting an image to that person. Uh, two people meet in that relationship and believe it or not, they're both kind of presenting an image because they're either trying to please the other person, be accepted by them. Uh, they have some kind of motive to begin with, which is why they have to alter the, the way they want to communicate what they want and what they need in that relationship. That's probably the primary reason why they would alter it in the beginning is that they want to impress that person. They want to control that person. They want to control the dynamic. Uh, they might want to uh, get what they want from them, whatever it is. Th th there's a, there's a, a dynamic that starts right in the beginning of that relationship that we have to notice in off-balanced relationships or off-balance communication in relationships. If you think about safety in those relationships, it's really not safe, meaning that you are more likely to be judged by the other person. So you might withhold information or you might judge another person. So they withhold the information, but something is off-balance. People are not heard in that, in, in what they express. The uh, There is a motive that makes it unsafe for people to communicate in that relationship. It's not open communication. It is very much closed and possibly conditional. Like I will only hear you if you do this for me, or I will only do this if you do this. So there's, there's a transactional situation going on there in that type of communication. So it's not safe. People are not free to express their wants and needs. Another important characteristic that we need to discuss here about off-balance communication in relationships has to do with the motive used to communicate. So what I mean by that is that we do have a motive when we want to communicate with other people. Like I said, the basic thing is to express wants and needs. Now, our motive can sometimes get skewed. It gets dirtied up and this is how it does. Sometimes we want people to do what we want them to do. So it's like we kind of say it out loud, I'm communicating with you. I'm telling you, take out the trash 
right? <laughs> and I'm communicating with you. But but this is the thing. It's like at this point, I could be demanding or I can communicate it, but I'm not allowing the other person to have an, an option, a free choice to take out the trash or not, or even to take it out on their own time. It's like I, I, I'm demanding, but I'm calling it communication. So my motive is to really make you do something I want you to do instead of collaborating with you. That makes it off balance. It makes it off balance and people, again, will do a power struggle here. They'll also start measuring in the relationship, like what I do for you, what you do for me, blah, 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 blah. And that will be used as well. Like take out the trash because look, look what I do for you. I cook you dinner every day, blah, blah, blah. Why can't you do this for me? And it's, again, it's like using, we're communicating some kind of measurement for love. Like, look, I'm showing you love. Please give me the love back. Like it needs to be this way. There's measurements and evaluations and grades that we have to give. The whole thing is nasty. That's why it's off, it's off balance. It is skewed. Another way of communication that's off balance as well is that we tend to have one person in that relationship that is heard more than the other person and their emotions are more allowed in that relationship than the other person. So if I come from work and I'm so tired because I'm just busy at work and I'm just irritable and I communicate my irritability, uh, I'm allowed to communicate, but you're not because you don't work right? For example, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. That of course is an imbalance in communication and eventually results in somebody's needs not being met, right? Eventually off balance, one person's need is not being met. So whenever something is off balance, my friends, it will just do the best thing it can to get back to be balanced. And this somehow happens when people start to separate from one another. That's actually the most common way that it happens is it's just two people that have had this dynamic established for years will separate from one another. And then somehow that will, of course, neutralize it because people are separate from one another. So this won't be really practiced as much. I hope that makes sense. Okay. But I'm not saying, I'm not saying people, people need to end relationships because the communication is, is crappy. No, we're going to talk about how we can mend this relationship, especially this communication dynamic. So to help us understand how to mend these off balanced communication dynamics that we have with our loved ones, we have to really uh, talk about how this has to take two people to want to do it. Now, because like I said in the beginning, this kind of was established early on, this off balance, it's going to take two people to try to work on it to become balanced. They both have to check their own motives first. So checking why they are trying to communicate with that person is to make them to do, make them do something. Is it to put them down? Is it to uh, control them? Is it to manipulate something out of them or manipulate something for them to do? Uh, Whatever, whatever it is that we want, we have our own selfish needs for that communication. We have to check our motives in that relationship. So two people have to do all that, right? It can't be just one person doing it especially if that one person wants to be in that relationship. Two, two people have to. Now, let's say one person wants to mend the communication in that relationship, but the other one doesn't. Well, my friends, I tell you what, you need to see it. You need to be accepting of that fact because as you change and you start to develop boundaries and you want to be heard in a relationship, and let's say you were not heard before, let's say that this person did not respect your opinion or did not accommodate or compromise much 
then you all of a sudden starting to have some self-esteem and start wanting to communicate with balance, you can do it. Absolutely. You can control what you do, but you are not going to be able to control the outcome of the other person or the response. That's the part that confuses people. It's like, but Tala, I'm working on my communication with this person. Why are they not changing? And the reason why they're not changing friends is because they have to be on board with it. They also have to not reject the lesson that needs to be learned about the communication in that relationship. It can't be just you accepting it. Now, well, let me take that back. First, it starts with you accepting that the communication is off balance. Now you're working on creating your own boundaries, understanding your own self-authenticity and self-respect, integrity, gaining all those beautiful things within you and honoring that in, in your relationship, honoring yourself in that relationship, owning your space in that relationship is pretty important. So let's say you didn't before and it was off balance. This is the work that you're doing on your own in that relationship. Now, of course, the other person can jump in and like the change and accommodate and start changing themselves. That's cool, but that's not within your power. You just sit still and watch what happens if they do not, uh, work with you back when you're working with them on communication, on communicating with balance. So you actually have to see when they're not communicating with balance. I don't need you to continue to communicate with them that they need to communicate better because again, that's a form of nagging or you're trying to make them do something and I'm communicating that we need to get communicating better. All of it is just no, 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 no. That's not what you do. That's not you. That's not, that's not the motive of communication is not to manipulate another person to change. That's, that's, that's really not, they have to want to change friends. So that's the reality. That's a big hard pill that we have to swallow is that even if we decide to communicate properly and with balance, with boundaries, uh, with love, with compromise, with flexibility, we, ha- we have to also see when the person that we are with is not communicating that way back. At one point, that will not be satisfactory for you. And then you're going to have to start making decisions based on that. So two people working together. Yes, we can go to places with that. That's why even in couples therapy, we have to check. It's not my favorite type of therapy, but with, as you already know, probably if you've heard me before, it's, it, you have, two people have to really want this relationship. Two people have to really want to work on the skills, on letting go of past beliefs to make, make way for new beliefs, new foundations to start to build. This is a lot of work, a lot of work for two people to do, and they have to want to do it. So they're doing it on their own separately, but when they get together, they're also learning to communicate differently, right? So, It's just, it's an internal process for each person as well as an external communication practice with another person. I want to give you the whole picture here. I want to make sure that your, your mind can really visualize what the outcome would be if it was to be worked out good. But (laughs) again, if something is not working out in that relationship, if the dynamic, the power struggle is there, the dynamic is off balance, you need to see it and uh, not impose more communication because actually that will not do any good at, and at some point. So that's what communication cannot do. It cannot change people. It cannot 
um, manifest new responses from another person. I mean, we could try to manipulate new responses from another person, but we can only do it for a little bit. They would have to sustain it, friends. So let's say I tell my my husband, uh, you know what, can you please take out the trash? And, and I communicate with him, like seriously, like, look, it's really important to me. I really want, I just feel loved when you take out the trash. I feel like you think I'm important. I mean, look at all these things. Like, let's say we communicate that nonsense to our husband. Um, then unfortunately, well, he, he might go and take out the trash maybe for one week, but then he can't sustain it because it's not coming authentically from inside because you have to consider he's not using the same way of evaluating himself like you're using to evaluate him right? So he's not thinking this is a big priority. Like you're thinking, you know, um, he's maybe trying to show his love in a different way. So again, uh, I can't stress enough that it takes two people, but if we don't see the outcome that we desire, we cannot continue to manipulate and communicate, uh, with the other person to death. (laughs) At one point we have to recognize that they're not going to sustain it. We either accept that they're not going to sustain this way of communicating or we can also go backwards and just keep going back to what we, what we know, which is not going to meet our needs. And eventually we're going to feel even lonelier or we can come up with other options. However you want to think about that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I hope this makes sense. I, I just, I kind of put it together and I wanted to make sure I put all this information and I get your mind to kind of start thinking about balanced communication and also not balanced communication because they're both pretty important and they're both human. They're both human. Even people with balanced communication skills in a relationship don't always stay balanced. There's some things that happen, right? But it's, you know, predominantly it's secure in that relationship to take risks. It's secure enough in that relationship to communicate with vulnerability where an off-balance relationship, uh, there's too many rules. There's too many rules, too many power trips. There's too many power struggles. Uh, it, it's not going to have a safe way to communicate. So at minimum, if you don't remember anything, just remember those, those two differences. Okay. And then this way you can take a look at what's happening in your relationship. And even for future relationships, if you're going to start a relationship, you know, have the most authentic communication you can have by placing boundaries, by being appropriately vulnerable in that relationship as this trust grows. Beautiful. This is all the stuff that really get to gain in a relationship that can last long term. That will be a very good solid foundation we can build on. Communication is one of those solid foundations that every relationship needs to have to build on. And I hope you understand why, because after all the lust and the sexiness goes away and the kids start coming in and paying bills start coming in, communication will definitely be needed. Then you will have to open up your mouth and say something <laughs> or not say something, withhold if if that's what balanced communication requires. Okay. Ultimately, off-balanced communication is just one person or two people not meeting their needs in that relationship. They're not authentically living. And we want to be authentically living. I could be continuing in a relationship just to have a physical body around me and to pay bills, share some holidays with, but I might be in a relationship and still feel lonely because I'm missing this important component of communication. And again, this is not about temperament, friends. It's not about being an extrovert introvert, blah, 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 none of this. It's really about communicating with clarity and authenticity in any relationship, allowing yourself to be vulnerable, 
to take risks, uh, to enjoy the hell out of yourself because somebody's seeing you as you are and you're getting to see them as they are. The facades kind of start to melt away a lot sooner in those types of secure relationships than other relationships. The facades might continue on and morph into some big monster that we have to fight later. But eventually we'll, ha- we'll have to fight that monster later anyways in those off-balanced communication relationships. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I hope this helped you guys on your journey of self-discovery and self-discovery first before you start discovering how you're responding to other people in your life and situations in your life. So all of this is great, great, great work that we need to do. We need to face our shadow, the unknown. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I'm sending you love, light, and the compassion to listen, to understand. This has been an episode of Drive Through.